Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. And new tonight, a Salem salon plans on defying the governor's coronavirus orders by reopening for business. I'm risking going to jail to do it. That's how important it is to my family. So I'm going to walk you guys through the timeline of what the government has tried to do to me in the last 10 days. OSHA came into my salon and informed me that they would return the next day. If I didn't comply and shut my doors, they would then issue me a $70,000 citation. And if you can possibly believe this, Child Protective Services showed up at my home. Two government agencies now weaponized to go against a stylist simply because she wants to work. She decided to open up her business despite the orders to shut down. I had a right to feed my children, I had a right to feed my family, and I had a right to work. She was one of the first business owners to take a stand owner is suing Governor Kate Brown for what she says is a violation of her civil rights. Everyone's job is essential, not because of what we do or how we do it, but because it's the way we make our living. You say that our, you know, our government doesn't have the right to take away our ability to earn a living. Having Kate Brown personally sick her agencies on me and harass me and bully me, she's way out of her league and it's time that someone told her that. Lindsey Graham, you're not out of yours. Yes, I'm doing this for me and my family, but I am doing it for you now, too. Lindsay, also, you've got the nickname now online as the Patriot Barbie. So I always good. have a, I always have a ton of respect for people that can take the rocks that others throw at them and use them as a, you know, a step ladder, yep. you know, to, to get to a, a next place. So we have with us, and this story has been unfolding. A lot of you that probably brought back memories of things that were happening during lockdowns. And there's something very inspirational about courage. It's contagious. It is contagious. And uh, buckle up because you're about to get inspired with a whole bunch more. We have with us the Patriot Barbie, Lindsey Graham. Yay! <laughs> oh, I love the applause. Thank you. Well, Welcome. You deserve the applause. You are rocking It's like it. a rocky reel. I feel like doing push-ups or like shadow boxing. It's like inspiring. I feel like getting off this podcast and going and like boots on the ground going dominating something. That's right. I and love and it. you Watch have that. been dominating. That is for sure. So those are all things that we saw in the past. But over these last mm -hmm. couple of weeks, you actually had another situation that arose at your gym. And I don't know if people are aware of that. So let's play this real fast and then we'll have you come back and talk about it. I am at the gym in Arizona, who's undressing in the locker room, top off, bra off, and Paul Bixler was in the women's locker room, and he looked at me, and he looked at my breasts, and I have called the police. Until recently, he's used the men's locker room, so he agrees himself that he's a man. I have told the police that I was in the locker room. A man was in there. I was getting undressed. He looked at me. He is a man in the women's locker room. And the response is that this is a touchy, sensitive issue in society. Yep, there he goes, women's locker room. There's the man going in the women's locker room. Hope there's no one undressing in there. Hope there's no naked women in there. Since there's a man, in the, why isn't anyone warning the women? Just so everyone knows, he's not being arrested. We are at a point where we're catering to society instead of facts. This is alarming. Women's rights are being violated. And I'm not going to put up with it. 
Paul, if you're a female, why do you use the men's restroom sometimes and the women's restroom sometimes? Please stay away from Yes, politely, like I said. He will suffer no consequences for this. I kind of use that story a little bit sometimes of David in the Bible. You know, it's like he, he killed a bear, he killed a lion. He was, you know, just doing what came across his path. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they had this opportunity with with, with Goliath to kind of put him on the, the charts. Let's jump back to the beginning of this. When did you happen to recognize, you know what? I have a, a backbone and courage. And when crisis comes, I kind of lean into it. And uh, uh, I don't run and hide behind the water heater and suck mm-hmm. my thumb. When did you know that you kind of, we may be cut from a little bit of different cloth than, than maybe 95%. Well, I don't necessarily think that I am cut from a different cloth. I think that everyone has the ability to fight back and stand up and speak up and show up, like you guys mm-hmm. say, in them. Um, I believe that we are living in a spiritual t- a, a spiritual battle time where mm-hmm. you know we as humans need to understand and comprehend that God is our savior. He is on the throne. He knows what's going on. We can't control it. We can't fix it. We certainly are called to fight back. But if we all really acknowledged that power and understood that he did create us all for a purpose, and right now there is so much purpose that Christians need to come into, I believe that if everyone prayed about what that would be, that God would give them the courage and the strength to fight back in situations like this. I discovered that God was going to use me as um, as I wrote my book, which sounds like a shameless plug, but it's actually really mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to Arizona. I, I fought back the government in Oregon. I, I didn't recognize that what I was doing was brave. It just kept repeating in my head, well, this is what's right. This is what the right thing to do is, and, and yep. I'm not going to cower. Um, but when he called me to write my book in Arizona, my, you know, narcissistic human sinful nature was like, oh, this is going to make millions. It's going to be a bestseller. I'm going to be a celebrity. And really, I think it was more of um, me being able to work through everything that had happened to me that I is sort of like an out-of-body experience. Um, even when I watch the sizzle reel, I'm like, yeah, you go girl. And I'm like, oh, that's me. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think I'm, you know, possessed with the Holy Spirit at all hours of the day, but I feel like he, he literally kind of took over and said, I'm, I'm going to use you for this, this anointed time. And when I wrote the book, I, I went through my whole life and I went back to, you know, my childhood even, and then especially my twenties where I made some really bad choices when I was separated from God. And I did not want to write those in the book. Obviously it was like, the book is supposed to be about my fight against the government, but um, I couldn't write about how I found my strength to single-handedly stand up against a government unless I wrote about the strength that took me to walk away Mm -hmm. from, you know, an abusive relationship. And all these things started kind of coming out and I, I'm typing at the computer I'm, I'm on with you right now and I'm going, Lord, are you sure you want me to put that in the book? Like this is going to be public information. And he, I just kind of felt him say, just, just write it all out, write it all out. We'll deal with it later. So the book like became my testimony. So Uh I ended up giving it away more than I do, do selling it, which I'm okay with. Um, but also I think it was therapeutic for me to recognize, Mm. I think that I was created for this Patriot Barbie thing. And that's when I really felt like, all right, I need to answer that call and Mm -hmm. stop being distracted by other things. You know, when we started the Flyover Conservative podcast, it was similar in one way because, uh, you know, we live in Kansas City, Missouri, 
And, that, and, and we spent a lot of time in the business world speaking. We'd be in Miami and New York and L.A. And, and there's, oh, you guys are in flyover country. And they thought it was novel. You know, it was kind of cute. There's kind of the, like these states that didn't matter. You know, you sort of see them mm, yeah. as, you, as, you, as you fly over. So we just kind of embraced it. We we're like, all right, then, you know, it's kind of our way of like, you know, pound sand. This is what we're about. And there's a lot of value in this. We just embraced it. If somebody's going to call you something, you might as well be like, hey, I actually take yeah. pride in, you know, the culture that we come from. You sort of show yeah. up early and, and work late. And, you know, the, the things that are they're really, you know. I think maybe 70% of the people in our state, you know, conceal carry, you know, every day. It's just, uh, there's just a lot of things that, that we thought, Hey, the, the, the rest of the world could use a little more of, of mm-hmm. flyover, flyover country. And talk about the Patriot Barbie. Cause that's, you just sort of like, Hey, you know, if you're you gonna, embraced it, if you're going to make a meme about me, you know what? Uh, I actually think that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so, so when news interviews or whatever, try to introduce me. Oh, she, she calls herself the Patriot Barbie. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't call myself that. Well, I do now, but I, I didn't make it up. So the left right. was can- canceling me so badly that they made a meme out of my face wearing a MAGA hat and said, I don't always play Patriot Barbie, but when I do, I s- kill people's grandmas and steal their money. And I was like, the Patriot Barbie is not an insult. It's like the most incredible compliment. So, yeah. I changed all my social media to Patriot Barbie and then the left lost their minds. Oh, she thinks that that was a compliment. Oh, she's calling herself that now. And I'm like, you guys, you don't, any weapon formed against me shall not prevail. That's right. God turns all things to good, right? Like he tried to harm me and he turned it into good. And then when people started wrecking, well, first of all, with the name Lindsey Graham, people are like, that rhino, that rhino. (laughs) So it's like, I have to put Lindsey Graham the Patriot Barbie. Yep. And then people started leaving off the Lindsey Graham and just saying, we got the Patriot, like you guys did, we got Patriot Barbie here. And it really has been like such a blessing to have a brand to go with my movement, which mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And a lot of people, you know, have said, oh, that's, that's a pretty rare gift. But instead of just kind of trying to be like an activist, an author, it's like, I have something to call my own. And for mm-hmm. a while, my husband would laugh and he he treated it like an alter ego. Like, hey, we're going to go out to dinner. Can you leave Patriot Barbie at home? <laughs> and I'm like, no, if they try to mask me, if they right. try to like, you're right. sitting outside, if, if they are not, if they've got Black Lives Matter flags, like I can't stay silent. And so after a certain amount of time, probably after the book, because that's when I kind of like really dove into this, um, I was like, honey, she is here to stay. <laughs> you don't awesome. have your wife anymore. You have Patriot Barbie. So if people want your book, they can go to patriotbarbie.com. And when they get there, they can shop and buy the book there. Great website. Yeah. And you can even get a signed copy. It is a great uh, website. You can also find your social media when you go to patriotbarbie.com. So they know how to follow you as well. Uh, big on Instagram. You're on Twitter. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's go back to Paul. Let's talk a little bit about the incident Paul that happened Vixler. at the uh, at the gym there. Um, so that was what was that a week and a half ago? Two weeks ago? Yeah, that was about a week and a half ago, I think. Okay, and, and what? So obviously the police did nothing. Yeah, and, and this, this came nothing. into your your space. You didn't go Google where are gyms that 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 men are going into women's locker rooms. Right. You're you're doing your life, and this came in. I think that's a great theme mm-hmm. for people to grab because you don't have to go to some foreign country to find a problem. People have problems all around them. It's just, do you run from them or do you embrace them? And 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 you leaned into it and say, I'm going to do the right mm-hmm. thing here because nobody's defending the women, the police, the government. Nobody are defending the women, real right. women. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. and here's the thing. 
I knew that he went to this gym. I've gone to this gym for years. I've never, ever seen him there. I was told that he used the men's locker room. And to be perfectly honest, my I just finished telling you that Patriot Barbie is a full-time job. Yep. I was like, if I ever see him, I'm taking a video of him going into the men's locker room. And then I'm going to show the police because he says he's a woman at the elementary school. So how can you be both? How can he decide, oh, when I'm around little girls, I go in the women's restroom. I'm a woman. But when I'm at the gym, I know I'm going to get my butt kicked if I go to the women's locker room. So I'll use the men's. But this particular day, I was already at the gym working out and was in the locker room. He was in the locker room. We had you know, very little interaction. I knew exactly who he was. But it was a moment where I said, this is a, a time that I can do something that maybe mm-hmm. someone else wouldn't have the guts to do. And I tell women too, it's like when they're shopping at Walmart and they're posting on their Facebook, oh, there's this creepy guy. He's following me up and down the aisles. Like, go talk to the manager. I'm like, go talk to the manager. Call the police. The manager of Walmart is not your savior. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I called the police. Um, I explained to them, you know, and and one of the things that I stand by is like my ethics. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need to make up a story about what he may or may not have done to me in the locker room when no one else is looking, honestly, and there's no cameras, but the truth is he has no right to be there period. And that is mm-hmm. enough. That's enough right. of an argument. The I truth have right. is enough. Yep. Yes. Yes, exactly. And you know what? If it wasn't me, it could have been a 12 year old girl sure. and forget about, you know, what could or could not happen. Just the trauma of her being in what she thinks is a place where she can get little girls are already insecure about their bodies Mm -hmm. and they're already insecure about undressing anyway. You know, I remember being that age. Sure. Imagine undressing like that and turning around and seeing what you know, you know, is a biological man Mm -hmm. and what that would do to you for the rest of your life. Like that's it. The rest of her life, she's going to be worried. This place says female, it says woman, but I know that there was a man in there one time and the police did nothing. So mm-hmm. it could happen again. Okay. Um, so you, you said something, Lindsay, I just want to make sure that we clarify we're, we're right at the end, but I want to make sure. So you say he's going into the girls uh, restrooms at the school. So can you just in a nutshell, talk just a second about that? Yeah. So apparently, allegedly, according to him, um, he had, he mutilated his genitalia in like November So now he really thinks, because he doesn't have male genitalia, that he's magically a woman. He has begun using the girls' facilities at the school. So I I don't think he uses the little girls' restroom. I believe Arizona has laws about adults and children. But he uses the female facilities at the school, which are shared with Does he work at the school? Is he he a teacher? What's his connection with the school? Does he have children? No. He sits on the school board. He's on yeah, the he school, on board, school board, but has no other connection to the school or reason to be in those. No, but, but this is, you know, this is what's terrifying is he inserts himself into the school system on a regular basis. He goes to the classrooms, he shadows, he attends events, fundraisers, sporting mm-hmm. events. He was handing out, he was handing out awards at the spelling bee one day after ogling me in the locker room to little mm-hmm. kids. And they, so they put him on a stage and they put these little kids in front of him, you know, and I think we probably all agree, do whatever you want in the privacy of your home. That's, you know what, that's your Mm -hmm. right. Cross dress all you want, bro. But when you start putting yourself on stages with little kids Mm -hmm. and forcing them to address and acknowledge your mental disorder, that that's a big, big problem. And the fact that he's inserting himself into the school and and making himself way too involved is it's alarming. Well, the, the baffling thing is, um, 
if, if, if I were to go into a women's locker room, I probably would be arrested. Mm-hmm. But if I identify with, with the alphabet, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I have more rights than biological women and, and biological little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's where it becomes uh, baffling to me mm-hmm. because who's there to defend the most vulnerable? You can't mm-hmm. be right. more vulnerable than when you're changing, showering. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of let down your guard. You're, you know, it's not like you're walking down a dark alley or you're watching your back mm-hmm. or walking into a restaurant or out to your car. That's a place where you're the most vulnerable and who's there to protect the most vulnerable people in the most vulnerable situations. It's not, it's not our systems and our government. We're catering to, to a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. We need to bring back, um, like the wild, wild West where mm-hmm. grown men replace their testosterone that the government is, I'm going full conspiracy theory is yanking out of them with mm-hmm. our foods and our toxins and have these things just taken care of, like not in a violent way, but mm-hmm. you know, this man, he's 72 years old. He's a man. He mm-hmm. of all the coddling to be done, right? Like I could understand coddling, a 12-year-old little boy who's gender confused. Okay, let's get him help. I have some mm-hmm. sympathy there that someone has raised him to believe he's less than perfect. But a 72-year-old man, he's lived his entire life as a man. He's been married to a woman, was married to a woman for 30 years, had two children. At 72, mm-hmm. he decides, I'm I'm a female. There is no way that he there's no way that he's a female, mm-hmm. first of all, but there's no way that his mentality is female. And right. to think about giving him authority and precedent and special privilege over what you say, David, which is correct, the most vulnerable, which mm-hmm. is little girls. They're the yep. most vulnerable humans in the world other than the preborn babies in mother's mm-hmm. tummies. Yep. No one is protecting them. That is vile to me. I totally but, agree. But uh, okay, you know, so I, 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 Lindsay, one last question that I have is, can you speak specifically to other women who would find themselves in that situation? And they're at a fork in the road mm-hmm. of like, well, I wish Lindsey Graham lived in Kansas City in my locker room. I wish Lindsey Graham lived here. I wish she would come here and, and, and do something for my situation. Can you speak to that demographic that's at that fork in the road that, that may not know they have an inner patriot Barbie inside them to do the same thing? Yes, absolutely. I want to touch on a, a saying that you guys had used earlier off the air, which is courage is courageous. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> courage is contagious. Courage is courageous also, but um, it, I believe it is contagious, but I don't believe that you get it necessarily by watching other people do courageous things. I believe that when you do one small thing yourself, that feels just a little bit out of your comfort zone, um, just a little bit more than you would normally do. When you think about the action and say, boy, that would be very brave if I did this instead of this. When you do that, you, you create that contagion inside yourself. You tell yourself, okay, I went into Walmart today. You know, this is, I'm thinking back to like mask mandates, which to me, I mm-hmm. never, ever wore a mask and I defied everybody, even the flight attendants. Like mm-hmm. some people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you going to Walmart without a mask. And I'm like, you're threatened by the Walmart employee. <laughs> so like, for example, if that were to scare someone, it's like, just do it and see how it feels. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's this adrenaline rush that I believe God gives us. Like you chose to do the right, strong, brave thing against all of your worldly, you know, I- emotions and in- intuitions. Mm-hmm. And when you do that one thing, you you accomplish it. You realize you didn't go to jail for not wearing a mask. And you're like, 
I could do that again. And then the yeah. next place you go, you think, okay, not only am I not going to wear a mask, you know, I'm going to specifically um, not even take one with me so that even if they <laughs> tell me to wear one, I, I don't, I don't comply. Like I don't yeah. comply. And so step by step by step, your own, your own courage is contagious within yourself. And I, I encourage women to think about the very scary future for your children mm-hmm. or your nieces or your sister if we don't specifically tackle this situation. And right. I have a six-year-old daughter, and I think to myself, is my fear of calling out this man and doing this hard thing and, and, and taking hours out of my day to file police reports and, and cause a scene, is that fear worth the idea, the chance, the likelihood that in 10 years, my daughter could get raped in a locker room? Mm. Like I'm not willing to, yeah. to allow that p- possibility yeah. to happen over like, well, I don't want to cause a scene and I'm scared. Like my daughter is worth it. Yes. And yep. every child is worth it. And that should be enough to be uncomfortable for years is to say, mm-hmm. if we fight this one fight boldly, um, your kids are what's at stake. Yes. I love it. Lindsay, we would love to have you back. Uh, your courage is contagious. And I love that what you said, though, about within yourself, taking those steps. We would love to have you back. Thank you so much for your time. Again, go to patriotbarbie.com. You can buy your book there. You can also follow her on social media. And you can see your show, which comes out on Thursdays. So the podcast is right up there at the top. Check it out. It's blown up huge. It is. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, Lindsay. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. For more great content, go to FlyOverConservatives.com.